Welcome to the Community of Broken Spirit podcast. We are a group of people who unwittingly became a community when we found ourselves together in a business. Through years of meeting and working together, we, from different church backgrounds, discover just what it takes to love one another, what and all. As God empowered us to comprehend His incredible love, we found ourselves more and more distant from the institutional church, finding it somewhat consumed, preoccupied, and quite removed from the lives we live. It was not exactly a healthy place to be in, for us and for our families. We return to his simple gospel, to know God, to be loved, and to love one another. Perhaps this place may inspire some, that us before, who inadvertently found themselves without a life or church to desire after him again. Each season, we will be sharing stories of our members, sharing the raw, unedited journey of how we came to find Christ and what our lives look like today. We hope by sharing our stories, we can inspire others to avoid the mistakes we made and encourage each other to keep going. Hearing the voice of God, Rima. In the last episode, I talked about yada, Y-A-D-A, the first important word to learn before you can start to hear God's voice. In this episode, I will continue to talk about the second word, uh, the second important word, rima, which is also known as an inspired word of God. It is like God speaking to you personally and directly. But first, I must stress once again that you must have a strong foundation of the word of God, the Bible, which I said in the last episode, is the Logos. It provides the fundamental knowledge of God throughout the history of time on our planet. And having this foundation knowledge will protect you from the devil, who is the father of lies, who will twist the words of God in order to manipulate you through confusion or delusion. So having this complete foundational knowledge, I find, will also protect us from false teachers and from wicked people who use the word of God to trick uninformed believers for their personal gain or for their ungodly desires and lofty ambitions. Now about Rima. Jesus' public ministry on earth in the flesh was about three years and three months. He taught the disciples face to face and then he left and he returned to the Father. But before Jesus left, he said, I have to leave to go to heaven to prepare a room for you, right? But before I go, I leave you somebody and you will do far greater things. As we saw in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came like tongues of fire on the day of the Pentecost and rested on the disciples waiting for his arrival. Then they started to speak in the heavenly language of God. It is a spiritual language I shared in the first episode that my baby daughter understood before she learned the human language. And with this gift of the Holy Spirit, who now lives in us, we can reconnect with God. That enables us to hear the voice of God directly. You see? You see that? 
Jesus came to provide us with the way to restore our father-child relationship with God so that we can yada with him once again. But it is actually the Holy Spirit who enables us to hear God, to speak in his language, because God is spirit, and to understand what he says to us. And the words we hear from God directly through the Holy Spirit is that special word, the Rima. R-H-E-M-A. Rima is also described as a revelation, the revealed word, something that goes from Logos into a personal revelation to the person receiving it from the Holy Spirit. Uh, when I originally shared this with my beautician who came from Malaysia, she got very excited. She had asked me to help her receive Jesus as a saviour. She wanted to know God as intimately as I did. I gave her a Bible. I remember it was a kid's adventure Bible. The Holy Spirit saying, yeah, she's like a child, so she starts with the kid's Bible. Uh, so, so when I gave her that Bible, I told her to read it first. She only has primary school education, which is really the, the basic lowest education uh, in, in Singapore and Malaysia. So, you know, it's very hard for someone who has very little education to read the Bible. But because she was already bubbling with excitement in the Holy Spirit, she read it with the Spirit. She was able to finish reading the whole Bible in a few short weeks. Can you imagine that? And she told me, I've never read so many English words before in my whole life. She said that the words actually jumped at her. That used to be my experience too, reading the Bible. And that's what I mean by Rima. The words became alive to me. It was like God giving me his personal word, which is sometimes from the Bible uh, and sometimes something else. I've on occasions seen some words in the Bible rise and become very big before my eyes. And I remember one occasion they even appeared like a neon sign. Interesting, right? Let me share another example of a Rima moment. I remember many, many years ago when I just got married, I felt a lump in my cheek. It was a very, very strange lump. It didn't go away and it started to get a bit sore. I was a bit worried. Uh, my friend introduced me to a specialist and he said he could feel it with his hands too. And he said, we can only find out if it's cancerous if we take it out and do a biopsy on it. But because it's on the cheek, he will not try to cut from my face. He has to cut from inside. And then he wanted to do it straight away. And I was like, wait a minute, hold it, hold it. You know, I was panicking. And when you panic, you pray the best, right? So I said, no, 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 please let me think about it. Actually, uh, I wanted to ask God about it first. And because the doctor was like a, a skeptic, I didn't want to let him know that I was going to pray about it. So I said, let me think about it, okay, right? So I hopped into my car to drive myself home. I found I couldn't drive. I was shaking, you know, I was wondering, what if it's cancer? What if it's this? What if it's that? I mean, I was like only 30 years old or less. And yucks to cut into my cheek, what will happen to my face? So there I was in the car and I told the Holy Spirit, I cannot drive. You have to do the driving. And I really do not know who was driving that day. 
My tears were flowing down my cheek uncontrollably like a river. They were silent tears. But my mind was racing. My car stopped at a traffic light junction. I still remember it was red, even though I was not the one driving. The Holy Spirit was, right? And then I was at the traffic light and the words came using the words from the Bible. A voice came into my head amidst all that was going on in my head saying, Sarah, if faith as small as a mustard seed can move a mountain, what's this small lamb? (laughs) When I heard that from God, all the other noises in my head went silent. And suddenly, I was at peace. I said, done. I don't know what's wrong, but I claim that Rima word. Thank you, Lord. I took that word and I cancelled the appointment with the specialist. I didn't even go back to him because I heard God already. I heard the Rima. I heard God in my mind and it went through my spirit. So I know he has spoken and the cancer or whatever it is, is gone. The surgeon was a bit upset when I decided not to do the surgery, perhaps because he thought he could make some money out of it. Um, Shortly after this incident, I have a friend who was living in France and she was visiting Singapore. We had lunch uh, at this Thai restaurant. She told me that her mother is in the hospital. She's diagnosed with cancer and it's very bad. She started crying. The surgeon says that she may not make it. They have to remove the tumour and do the biopsy. But by the looks of it, it's not good at all. Her mother has many other diseases as well and that endangers her. And that's when I remembered the lump on my cheek. Uh, I actually had forgotten about that lump since God already gave me the Rima word. So I didn't bother about it. So I felt my cheek again is really gone. There's no more lump, no strange lump. And I asked her to feel my cheek too. Hallelujah, no lump, no cancer up to this day. Josephine then asked me, could I pray for her mother? And so I did that at the restaurant that day. The next day, her mother went for the operation. But before they could remove that growth, they had to do a scan first. And guess what? They could not find the lump at all. Then they took another test again. No lump, no sign of cancer cells at all. The tumour has disappeared and she was shortly discharged from hospital. And that was more than 30 years ago. Her mother is still alive up to today. So I knew that God had allowed me to have that lump in my cheek that day to give me a Rima moment so that my faith hearing from God was so strong to allow me to pray boldly for her mother. This testimony was to save her. And you know what? Her mother became a Christian not too long after this incident, even though Josephine did not tell her what God had done for her that day. And my friend too, all because of that timely Rima word from God. Next, Rima produces faith. Now let's go to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Uh, The King James Version, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. In the Greek Bible, the word used for that word, word, is rima. So the verse says, actually, Faith comes by hearing 
and it comes by hearing the Rima word of God. The Bible also says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. With faith, you can tell the mountain to throw itself into the sea, and it will. So the Rima word produces faith that moves mountain. I love the Chinese word for the word faith, sing, sing. It actually literally translates as two words. Sing means belief. Sing is the heart. So faith is when the words or beliefs that I have in my head, which comes from my knowledge of God, of what God is, of what He's able to do, what He promises His people, from the Logos knowledge that I've acquired in my brain from studying the Bible, which I ferociously did after I was born again. Then one day, this Logos knowledge descends from my brains and my mind into my heart. And that is what I know in my head, now has sunk deep into my heart. That is when it becomes Rima. And only from that Rima, faith is produced. I used to say that this is the greatest distance, the space between our brains and our heart. Hence, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Rima word of God. This is the kind of faith that moves mountain and little lumps on the cheek. <laughs> So let me repeat it one more time. Only Rima, not Logos, can move mountains. I've seen many who put their faith in the Logos word of God. They pray and pray and pray. They quote a whole barrage of Bible verses to their kudos. They've worked very hard to memorize the word of God. So they say, the Bible says this, if you believe, right, if you do God's will according to the book, you will receive God's blessings, correct? Someone preached that the Bible says that uh, Jesus came and laid hands on the sick and all got healed. So if we believe we can lay hands on anyone, they shall all be healed. No need to see the doctor. If anyone has cancer, they can be healed just by laying on hands on them as described in the good book. Does it really work like that? Or, or at least all the time without fail? Certainly not, Right. So every time someone comes to me and they ask, please pray for me, I hesitate. Generally, praying to most people means quote the scripture, gives its promises to you, and then everybody is happy. But I know if I simply do just that, and do it just to make someone feel better, it may not result in a miracle. It is only the Logos. It doesn't produce supernatural, massive results like what happened in the creation in the book of Genesis in chapter 1, right? To me, Rima starts perhaps when the Holy Spirit takes from the Logos knowledge in our minds and then transports it supernaturally and spiritually into our heart. So now the Word of God in our mind and in our heart becomes one. And that's probably the best I, how I can explain the process. Do you have that similar experience where the word from God moved from your brain down to your heart and you can cling on to God's faithfulness through the inspired word over and over, especially when things prayed for are still not happening. You get nervous, yes, and yet remain resolute when people or yourself question whether you have heard it right. The Bible recounted an incident where the disciples could not cast a demon from a boy and his father turned desperately to Jesus for help. And Jesus told him that if he believes, nothing will be impossible. 
to which this man knew exactly what Jesus was talking about and pleaded with him, I do believe. Help me with my unbelief. I love the paradox or the paradoxical stories that's told in the Bible, don't you? This man adamantly maintains that he believes. But with the same breath, he tells Jesus to help him with unbelief. What's this man saying? Exactly like I described, I think, his hate believes, but that belief has not sunk into his heart as his true distress, seeing his son tormented by demons who would not leave. He believes in his head all the miracles he heard Jesus and his disciples had done. He desperately clings on to that belief in his head, but his heart cannot or dare not believe it. That means it's still Logos, not Rima, and his faith became weakened. And when he sees his son suffering, oh, he has no faith left, which is exactly what Jesus told him, and he knows it. So in order to have that kind of faith, that power to set free, to bring life, to heal, to do signs to do, and wonders, greater things, as the Lord said, you need to hear the Rima word from God. Jesus was the living word then, that Rima that lived on earth. A word from him to the Father, and that boy was set free. Because the boy's father now truly believes, not just with his head, but with all of his heart. But now, today, Jesus is not with us physically on earth, but we have the Holy Spirit in us, and he helps us recognize the voice of God speaking, to flow through that gap between our head and our heart. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. Back to the story of the lump in my cheek. I was certain I did not need to have the surgery to remove that lump. I don't need to go and see the doctor. I cancelled it without ever going back up to today. But sometimes, some things we ask of God are taking a long time to be fulfilled. And we're just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to happen. And sometimes our faith gets whittled away as the waiting gets too long. And we're only left with hope. Hope is sometimes very important too, I used to say, because when we are down and desperate, we can only cling to hope in our heart and mind so that hope can help us walk the extra mile. But hope itself is not faith. Only faith can move mountains, as the good books say. Hope only helps you to hang on, which is important too. And that's why we need the Logos that provides us with hope. But faith is being sure as is written in Hebrew chapter 11, verse 1. It's being sure and certain that we have heard the Rima word from God through the Holy Spirit and we bravely stand on His promises and His Rima word without losing heart or focus where nothing seems to be happening. That is why it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2, it was by faith that the universe was formed Something visible was made from nothing, right? Just because the Rima was there in the beginning. The whole of chapter 11 in Hebrews is about the heroes of faith, right? Abel by faith brought a better offering. Perhaps he heard the Rima word. Noah had a huge faith story. 
Do you know the significance of Noah's story? He was asked to build an ark, a boat, a huge boat, in a place that was apparently a few hundred meters above sea level, in a dry place that had no rain. And it was a huge ark too that can hold so many hippos and elephants and all that, and have to put food and water for them too. So how many years did it take Noah to to build that ark? I believe it took tens and tens of years to build that ark. You know, maybe even a hundred of years. Maybe even a hundred years. Can you imagine every day you're working on building a huge ship in the desert and everybody is laughing at you and your family? I must warn you that uh, sometimes acting on the rima from God it may make you look really stupid. You may be laughed at, sometimes even questioned or mocked by even your own family members. I've acted on the Rima word of God throughout most of my Christian life. Most things have come to pass, and there are some that still have not. One of which was an investment in silver and gold. When the prices dipped so low, I really had to maintain my calm when my husband and people questioned me about it. I was unable to offer any explanation. I turned to God, doubting myself a little maybe, but he was silent. His silence meant to me, I've already told you, there's nothing more to say. You have heard the Rima, so it's up to you whether you want to believe or not. So I hung on in there. And so for the last seven years, I even went to buy more when prices dipped further. And more and more, looking really stupid, but what to do? I've heard, so I have to have the guts to obey. Today, although I'm really sad about the Ukraine-Russia war, and I pray it'll be over soon, but because of this war, I'm finally reaping some profits from my investments in metals as gold price sought to record highs. So by now, I hope you know what Yada is like all our members do. I'm always tickled by Joanna, a fairly new Christian then, who gets very excited every time she sees a vision or she receives a revelation from God. She will literally bounce into my path and ask, Sarah, Sarah, this is what I saw, what God has shown me. What does it mean? And this is from someone who often laments and complains that God does not show her anything and she cannot hear him speaking. <laughs> I would give her this look with this huge smile on my face and she would stop in her tracks and say, Oh yeah, I know. I must go yada with God first. <laughs> okay, so I, I hope by now you know what yada is and what's the difference between Rima and Logos. But how can you be sure that it is God speaking to you? How can you be sure you heard correctly? What if it turns out wrong? I'm sure we all worry about that, right? I did. So for this, we shall talk about it in the next episode. See ya! Hi there! If you found that this episode resonates with you or if you would like to share your story, please drop a review at Apple Podcast. It will serve a fresh dose of blessings to those of us who work so hard to produce the content of this podcast. By doing so, you will also help more people find this podcast. If you are interested, we also have a blog at communityofbrokenspirit.org. Again, it's communityofbrokenspirit.org 
where we post twice a week stories and parts of our members' journals from past and present years. Thank you so much. Remember, you matter.